This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. We trying to behave ourselves on the story? Well, y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. I can keep it. Tell them to sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. Hey, everybody. It's your girl, Claudia Jordan, and it's Friday. So, of course, I am back with a brand new, fresh episode of T-G-I-F. Now, of course, we're still on the tea and breaking down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So get ready. Get yourself something to drink and get ready to sip on this hot tea. Please welcome Al Reynolds, brand strategist. Al Reynolds, how you doing, Al? What's going on, Claudia? I'm good. How are you? I had a Ruba living my best life. Getting I tan- see. I see. I just wanted to give a quick shout out, Claudia, to all the graduates, um, high school and college graduates and junior college graduates, uh, specifically to my only niece, Nia. She graduated from VCU. My youngest nephew, Zion, graduated from high school. And my other nephew, um, Jason, graduated from the University of Virginia. And a special shout out to a TGIF fan and a soulmate, Janai Krotzer from Clarksville High School. Congratulations, young man. Okay. And to everybody else graduating, we uh, salute y'all and uh, congrats on a job well done. Now, sitting in, uh, we have a guest host sitting in tonight. Funky Dineva is you know, he has a night off tonight. Uh, please welcome our dear friend, both a friend of Al's and mine. We used to hang out with this guy out <laughs> in New York. And, and Trevor and I, we go way back as well. Uh, Trevor Julian. Trevor, how you doing? Hey, babes. How are you? <laughs> um, are you nervous to be here with us tonight? How you feel? Not at all. I feel I'm um, right at home with you guys. Al, what's going on, brother? What's up, buddy? It, it's been a minute. Boy, we got stories, huh? <laughs> We had our um, own TGIF show at his house. <laughs> I think you two have two of the strongest. Yeah, y'all might have two of the strongest livers I've ever experienced. <laughs> with two y'all. And my time in New York was very damaging. So I just want to say thank you to you, both. I love you. All right, let's get into the hot topics. You ready? I'm ready. Okay, uh, Kevin Spacey is facing criminal charges in the United Kingdom. Now, Britain's Crown Prosecution Service charged Spacey with four counts of sexual assault against three men. The assaults, which reportedly occurred between 2005 and 2013, happened in London and Gloucester. Gloucester. Somewhere else over there. Okay. Now, the first (laughs) who was in his 40s claimed Spacey assaulted him twice in London in March uh, uh, 2005 and in August of 2008. Spacey allegedly assaulted the second victim in London as well. Uh, Spacey allegedly caused the second victim to engage in penetrative activity without consent. So you know what that means, fellas. Um, Trevor, let's go to you first. What are your thoughts on this news? Kevin Spacey out here allegedly raping folks? You know, something has always been Spacey about Spacey. I'm not, you know, everyone is innocent until proven guilty, but he has had a real long list of these types of allegations, one which included uh, an underage minor uh, a couple of years ago where the minor actually cooperated in court and started to give testimony and pled the fifth. In the middle of his testimony, uh, the case got thrown out. You know, um, 
this speaks a lot about right privilege to me, you know, because had it been anybody else, they would have already been under the jail and um, brought to justice. And um, we're just going to have to let this play out. Apparently, uh, the British officials are not playing no games. They said that they will have him extradited if he does not cooperate and show up for court. So he's in a lot of hot water. And I am not too sure how many lies he got, but he's about on his 12th. We know so funny, a lot of these white celebrities, like you mentioned white privilege, they do seem to get lots of passes before they're canceled. You know, we can't, we tend to get canceled easier and faster. Al, what do you think about this case? Have you heard <laughs> the rumblings in the streets? Yeah, listen, they finally got him. That's what this is. Let's call this for what it really is. He's been doing this for 27 years. For 27 years, he's been sexually assaulting, sexually abusing, and in this case, what appears to be allegedly raping individuals it's about dang on time that they got this man and you guys remember all the drama around um house of cards they kicked him off the show because of that we know that he has 20 cases from when he was in britain in london in that uh in that uh the theater that he ran there the brits do not play this you you and and i'm glad that the brits are stepping up and putting him behind bars are are looking to put him behind bars because they weren't going to do it here in the united states because what i think is good lawyering and probably his white privilege but my only question is here why is it that we don't get the same media attention or he doesn't get the same media attention that R. Kelly has gotten and, and drugged through the mud for his allegations the same way? Why is the same energy not used with the Kevin Spacey? They need to lock him up and throw the key away. So what we're going to do on Fox Souls, we're going to use our platform to do that. We're going to level the playing field. So whenever y'all white celebrities mess up, we're going to be on your necks just as much as y'all was on our, just as much as we hold our black celebrities accountable. It's only fair. We're not targeting anybody, but I do think the media needs to be to give the same energy to the same that's type right. of crimes. And that's what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. here. We will be reporting more on this as more development happens. Okay, moving on. Um, Bobby Brown's sister, Leola Brown, Brown Muhammad, slammed Bobby Brown's wife, uh, Alicia Etheridge, for telling people to move on from his relationship with Whitney Houston. Now, Leola posted the following message on social media. She wants him to forget so she can be the only thing around him. This is why his children by Whitney and Kim are targeted. Alicia wants it to be just her and him for his legacy purposes. Oh, she got plans, but God has bigger plans for Bobby and surprises for her evilness. Al, what are your thoughts on Leola's post? And who knew they had so much beef with the, the new wife? <laughs> I know, right? Um, there are two things here. I We love Whitney Houston, so I, I don't like the fact that the sister, I mean, the wife made that comment either. It didn't settle well with me. However, I really don't think that this was appropriate for her to air the family business out like that. And, and definitely not on social media. But then again, I don't know the circumstances. So I'm going to default to Trevor. Trevor, where is your mind on this, this, this story? Oh, Lord, this is a family mess on the streets that shouldn't be there. Right. Um, Leola needs to have a seat. She really does. We have three people, rest in peace, who have gone on. Whitney Houston, the icon. We have Bobby Christina and Bobby Jr., who Bobby Brown lost uh, in their early 20s. You know, we need to respect these people and let them rest in peace. If there is such concern, social media is not the place to take with family beef. And I quote, she called her a uh, demon. Uh, she called her uh, hoochie. 
uh, thought groupy from back in the day. Very, very um, inappropriate, I find. And this is still the, uh, this woman is still married to your brother. At least have some respect for Bobby, for God's sake. He's been right. through a lot. So I feel like Leola needs to have a seat. She needs to send a letter or make a phone call. But this type of business needs to stay off the internet. Let Whitney rest in peace. Let Bobby Christina rest in peace. Let Bobby Jr. rest in peace. That is pretty unfair to Bobby, who's in the middle of all this. He's a, the last man standing with losing all these people around him and people just like, you know, coming for his wife. Whether you like her or not, that is still his wife and who he chose to be all with. Right. I've seen him actually today by the pool. He's down here in Aruba and they're performing on Sunday. But um, I, I, I kind of want to ask him how he feels about all this stuff. Would that be too much? Well, you could ask him to be on the show. Oh, I already talked to his lawyer. We have the same lawyer. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're going to get Bobby Brown for sure. All right. Well, hope they can uh, kind of keep it cute because I'm sure that's not easy to for Bobby Brown at the house. He's got to be between his sister and his wife. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that can't be fun. All right, y'all. Messed up. Oh yeah, for sure. Now in an interview with Fox News, Herschel Walker, oh my God, this guy, offered up a solution to end school shootings. Oh, what a public speaker. Take a look. This has been happening for years, and the way we stop it, by putting money into the mental health field, by putting money into uh, other departments rather than departments that want to take away your rights. Well, that's not all he said. He also said we need to be looking at the, the guys that look at girls on social media. Like, he is not making any sense. Um, Trevor, what do you think about this Herschel Walker? First of all, running for uh, office is ridiculous. Herschel, Herschel, Hershey Walker. I don't know. He reminds me of uh, a puppet, you know, like a Muppet, like Kermie, you know, and he makes absolutely no sense. And um, he, he's a pawn that's being used politically, I feel, to uh, justify um, equality for all of us out here in these streets. But um, I'm not too sure what he was thinking by saying that, but I actually wrote it down. He said, we need to watch young men who are watching women who are watching their social media. That sounds like lurking to me. What kind of perf in God's name is going on here? You know, there are many other solutions. He did say one thing that I agree with where he talked about in that interview, putting more money into mental health awareness and mental health programs that could help serve people in the community. But I feel the bottom line of a lot of this is if you see something, say something. Seeing something and saying something could go a really long way. The Buffalo shooter had a chat going on before he went on his massacre. Other people are alerting people to what they might be thinking about doing. And even though you know we might not take it serious, it's important to say something, even if it turns out that it is not indeed true. But we need to talk up more about this. And we talk about gossip and everything else that happens. If you hear someone on a train talking about shooting up a bank next week, call the cops. Well, I agree with Herschel Walker that uh, more money should be going into mental health programs. And I would like to nominate the first people to sign up would be Herschel Walker and his crazy ass son. <laughs> I'd be on social media embarrassing the hell out of that entire family because he is. Al, uh, what do you think about little Chris? Is his name Chris with the blue eyes? <laughs> Right. With more self-hate. They, they can take, put him and his daddy <laughs> and ship them away. You know what? I had to look at that clip three times to, to understand how 
am I allowed to say stupid he sound? It, oh, yeah. None of it make any sense. He can throw every single thing that he said out the window. He can throw even <laughs> what he has always said on his campaign trail out the window. The sad part here, and Claudia, you know this because you follow politics quite well. Georgia is a freaking swing state. And with the apparent GOP lean, lean, uh, it's possible that he is going to have a seat in the Senate. There's a very good chance that this man is going to be sitting in the Senate representing not only the state of Georgia, but African-Americans. And that's the saddest part for me. You know, he, you remember that movie, um, was it, was it Harlem? No, it wasn't Harlem Nights. Uh, Sunshine, Layla Rashawn. Uh, there, there was a boxer that made no sense. Do you remember that movie I'm talking about? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, Rage in Harlem, one of those movies. Harlem Nights? One of those movies. With the boxer, he made absolutely no sense because he was punched drunk from all the hits he took to the, the head. head. Yeah. I used to work, listen, I worked with Herschel nice. Walker on Celebrity Apprentice and um, he was always like greasy, like he just. <laughs> <laughs> it's, perver- it's perversion. Yeah, you're like recommending, you're, you're running for a seat in the Senate and you're recommending for young men, young men, and to me, that spells young black men. It spells young Latino men. We have enough problems out here in the streets with these cops and stuff like that. There are way other better solutions that can help this situation than this dumbfounded idea. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's keep it about uh, Herschel Walker has no business being in politics or public speaking. He's just yeah. a, <laughs> a friend for a long time, and that's his boy. <laughs> And he's placed on there to try to take out Warnock. And, uh, you know, if we don't vote, they, they they will get him in there and it will be a complete embarrassment. All right. So, all right, y'all. We're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. Uh, if you've been watching the show, you've seen that we have someone sitting in for Funky Dineva. We have Mr. Trevor Julian. Now, let me just tell you real quick about Trevor Julian. Uh, publicist to the stars. He represents Tyson Beckford, a whole bunch of other people, some of your favorite reality stars, uh, Super Bowl uh, winning athletes, football players, right? Uh, a whole bunch of people. And he has a lot of experience in this field. So he knows a little bit about everybody. And he carries himself so classy. So how are you friends with us? <laughs> well, I mean, class knows class and stays away from trash. <laughs> I mean, that's all I can say, baby. You know, we've been friends for almost 20 years now, you and I. We've yeah. traveled together, Jamaica, the U.S. Virgin Islands, which is my hometown. Shout out St. Croix. And Al and I have been friends for about almost 18. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, you guys have been good to me and we're good people. And we've been good, good to each other. So um, it's good to be here with y'all. Let's have some fun. Um, we have a comment in the, in the chat. M-Town Boy Foya says, I am, joy- I am enjoying Mr. Trevor Julian. So you can oh, get hey. some love in the chat. Yes. Okay, let's get back into the hot topics. Isaiah Lee, the man who attacked Dave Chappelle on stage, reveals in a recent interview that he applauded Smith for smacking Rock on live TV after Rock made a tasteless joke about Jada Pinkett's baldness. Lee said that Smith was standing up for his wife, which inspired him to storm on stage and tackle Chappelle. Lee also said, I wanted him to know that next time he should consider first running his material by people it could affect. He continued, I wanted Dave Chappelle and people to know that these are things you need to be more sensitive about and not joke about. Uh, what do you think about this? He, uh, Dave Chappelle is supposed to run his uh, his, his, his uh, <laughs> Right, his script by, by, by him, right? A homeless rapper. Um, you know, clearly, Claudia, they're using this 
his lawyers being very clever. They're using that, you know, um, for his defense. Uh, the sad part is he did his second um, sit down interview from the jailhouse. And I called it first here on TGIF. You guys remember when it happened, I said, it seems to me that he's cloud chasing because I heard he wanted to be a rapper. So he did admit in the interview with the New York uh, Post that that's exactly why he did it. He did it because he was trying to get his name out there. He wanted the, the public profile because he, he wants to get in the rap game and the entertainment business. And he believes good publicity, bad publicity is good publicity. And he feels like that this is going to work for him. Now, the super sad part is clearly, at least in my opinion, he has some mental illness going on because also in the same interview, he says, I don't have any mental disorder. However, I am being treated for bipolar depression. However, I was on my meds, so that don't count. <laughs> okay. So he don't have any mental problems, huh? Right. <laughs> okay. What do you think about this crazy guy? Lord, can these comedians live and make their money in peace without having to have bodyguards around them while on stage performing? I agree with Al. He is definitely a clout, ch a clout chaser. And I can't understand for the life of me why the press, but that's what the press does. They love a sensationalism of a story. So why does he not only have one, but two jailhouse interviews? He is no hero. And the audacity of him to attack Dave Chappelle in the name of the LGBTQ community. Get out of here. They need to stop giving him interviews. They actually need to up the charges. And life is real out here. And they need to send a message that you do not just allow your emotions to have you physically attack someone in public and someone who's at a live performance. Absolutely uncalled for. So he needs to be dealt with and they need to throw him into the sea. Oh, into the sea. Okay. You know, I am tired of people. Just uh, throw him in the sea. Throw him. Oh, bye. I'm tired of people kind of bastardizing it, kind of like misusing the mental health excuse because there are people out here with real mental health issues. And I think everyone uses, oh, I was triggered, I was a trauma. These words that people are just overusing right now, like get the hell out of here. All right, moving on. On an episode of Hulu's The Kardashians, Kourtney Kardashian claimed a specialist advised her to drink Travis Barker's semen during their fertility journey. Courtney said she was having pains in her shoulders and talked about her thyroid levels. Courtney said this about her doctor's visit. I can't remember what he said, if it was low or high, but he told us, well, he told me that the thing would help me, uh, was help me out here was to drink Travis's semen like four or five times a week. What are your thoughts on this doctor's advice? Trevor, let's start with you. What do you think about this? You really going to make me go here, huh? <laughs> well, Funny enough that this is so, um, you know, um, people are having such a field day with this because a lot of these girls are out here drinking semen on a regular, <laughs> like more than four times a week, which is what the doctor prescribed for her. And I looked into this practice and it apparently originated in India. It's about 3000 years old, you know, however it works, whatever is going to make them eggs you know, be fertile and produce for you. She wants to expand her family. She has three kids. She's happily married. So if that is what it takes to get there, go there. But I have a feeling that they've all gone there already. Oh. That's Al, what say that, you was some, that was some good tea, Trevor. <laughs> that was I some mean, good I'm tea, man. Real. I'm keeping it real. It's in their regimen already. And I'm speaking for a lot of other people. 
Please. Oh, I, you know what? One thing that we know about these Kardashians is they are a media machine. They know exactly what to lay on television to put on television to get coverage. Like Trevor said, this is nothing new. This this practice is nothing new. We know that that antigen in a man's semen is what reduced the risk of pregnancy loss. I mean, that's absolutely nothing new. But I like Courtney, and I'm sure if she, if she's anything like her sisters. <clears throat> She's going to do whatever it takes, whether that means she's drinking or swallowing semen four or five times a week to make sure she has this baby with Travis. TMI. I I could have gone without hearing about this. I think this is so gross um, that a doctor, it sounds like a a trash ass doctor to say, hey, you need to drink... you need to drink semen three or four times a week. I think that's one of Travis's boys that told the doctor. Uh, <laughs> I think Travis paid the doctor, hey, man, can you tell my girl that this is the way to get pregnant? Because it sounds like some raggedy advice. I'm sorry, I, Trevor. I don't real? know what they talked about in India 3,000 years ago, but it don't so, sound like a legit medical advice. So, Claudia, I'm, I'm going to take it. This isn't a practice of yours. I'm not a big uh, drinker. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Claudia, you better start drinking. Uh-oh, we're going left. We're oh, going you know left. <laughs> Speaking of the Kardashians, Chloe appeared on an episode of the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. Oh, wow. And said, no one sees the good side of Tristan Thompson. Oh, girl, you like punishment. You are a glutton for punishment. Courtney told the podcast host, it's sad because like there's so many good sides to him as well, but no one gets to see those because they're all overshadowed by like the personal stuff. And that's going on, what's going on between him and I. She continued to defend Tristan by saying people do make mistakes, adding that he is still a good person, yet not a good partner with me. Al, what do you think about, um, you know, what are your thoughts on, on Chloe's comment about Tristan? He's just being missed. It's, it's our fault for really highlighting the negative. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know, I got to be honest with you. This sounds like she's leaving the door open for a makeup that's going to be coming down the pipe here soon. That's what it sounds like to me. Um, But I do have to be honest. I have to be 100 percent honest about Chloe. Chloe, I, I admire the fact that she does not trash her ex boyfriends. Um, She's always positive in the press around them. Um, she's not said anything negative about Tristan. She could, Lord, we know she could say some negative things about Lamar. And uh, oh, um, let's Tristan Lamar. No, Lamar, Lamar, right? Lamar. Lamar. Yeah. She hasn't said anything negative about him. So you know, I admire her for that. I like, I like it when the, when she's keeping it positive about her ex boyfriends. Thumbs she's up pretty, to Chloe for that. She's pretty supportive of her exes. I will say that about mm-hmm. her. She's actually pretty supportive of her men. Trevor, what do you think? Love is blind. It'll take over your mind. <laughs> That's what I think. Um, but look, apparently she's in love with him. They have a beautiful daughter together. And unfortunately, they both live public lives. So people go through breakups and drama all the time in their relationships, especially with men. But they don't get to get trashed publicly and everyone else chiming in on their business and what they should do or how they should have acted. And I do feel that there are amazing things about Tristan. I mean, probably that's what led her to him from the onset, but a lot of his behavior, especially the ones that we know about publicly have kind of tainted him and, and allow people to judge him, which I feel is kind of unfair, you know? So 
I feel like if she wants to publicly um, uh, bring healing to her family and publicly say that, you know what, this guy is actually an amazing guy, it may help people to understand why as a woman she's staying in the relationship, why she may be open to moving forward for her daughter. And every average person, anyone who's been in love, anyone in a marriage, these are sacrifices you make and, and you, you see through. So I actually have a lot of respect for her, you know, and standing by her man. Um, the irony is that she's complaining kind of about it, you know, that it's kind of like, it's kind of like our fault when the Kardashians are the ones that put all the stuff out there about these. We wouldn't know all the stuff it hadn't, it, haven't they not been so thirsty for, you know, that, that's their brand is, 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 you know, attention and, and media attention and, and monopolize the media. So if you don't want us to know these things about him, don't put them on your show. Don't air it all. You, you air your dirty laundry. So we're getting the edit that you give us as well. You guys are all executive producers on the show. You know what I mean? So it's like kind of feeding us the negativity about him. And that's kind of slanting how we look at him and then feeling a way when we feel the way about him. It's kind of like. So let me ask this question, Claudia. Um, would it be fair to say that the reason why the successful black man majority athletes and artists and rappers are attracted to those women is because they're on TV. So maybe they want to be on TV too. I mean, I've, I've seen that. I've seen it with you. I've seen it with my other female friends that are on television. A lot of the men that come after you all come after you chasing that light, in my opinion, like they want to be on that front seat too. No. 1000%. I remember living I in LA. They are lined up. They could not get close. They'll take any of the sisters. A lot of them, like, look at even, you know, Lamar was a good player, but he wasn't as big of a name until he was with Kourtney Kardashian. Right. Now, if you're a sports Perfect. fan, you're familiar with him. You know, you know who he is. It's not like he was a scrub. Let me not, let me be very clear about that. But when he got with Khloe Kardashian, he explained, before it was all about Kobe on the Lakers, then it became Lamar as well. Like, he was part of the story. We really started to talk about and notice everything he was doing, you know? But yeah, these guys... These fellas love it. And Tristan, I never knew nothing about his basketball career. I don't even know how good he is. I never heard nothing about him sports-wise. But I know about him now because of the Kardashians. Right. And he's loving it. Gotta be. Okay. He is. Okay, uh, let me try to squeeze his last story in before we go to commercial. Well, break. Uh, he said commercial. Oh, we gotta go now. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about Shakari Richardson. We haven't spoken about her in a while, but she's uh, back in the news. You don't want to miss what we're gonna be talking about when we return. We'll be back in two minutes right here on TGIF. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to TGIF. Shout out to all the people, the thousands of people in the chat. We see you. I'm trying to respond to some of y'all. People are like, what's going on with your eyes tonight? Uh, I have no lashes on because I had an allergic reaction to the eyelash glue. And when you get older, that's just something that happens. You just get allergic to anything. All right, y'all, let me take care of some business real quick. Um, now, listen, uh, the, the three-week rule may be the best financial advice ever. Now, what is the three-week rule? Wait three weeks to buy the new car. Wait three weeks to refi your home mortgage. And wait three weeks to finance any major purchase. Now, why do I say three weeks? Well, that's because that's how fast the average score master user takes to boost his or her credit score by an average of 61 points added to your credit score. Now that can save you thousands of dollars on everything you finance. Scoremaster technology was developed by credit data scientists to boost your score higher and faster 
than you thought possible. Scoremaster is so easy, it takes about a minute to get started, and you don't have to wait months for your best credit score. Try Scoremaster today and see how many plus points you can add to your credit score. Go to scoremaster.com slash T. That's scoremaster.com slash T. Once again, and I am an actual customer and I love this. It's scoremaster.com slash T. All right, guys, taking a quick commercial break. We'll be back more with more with her and Al when we return. Welcome back to TGIF. If you're just joining us, we have Trevor Julian sitting in for Funky Dineva as he has the night off tonight. And of course, we have our, our, our regular staple, Al Reynolds. If uh, I'd like to hear from the chat, what do you think about Trevor so far? Are you feeling him? He's from the Caribbean. He's repping the Caribbean islands and uh, just a good guy. So uh, just let us know what you think in the chat and we'll read some of the comments. Good, bad, or ugly later on in the show. Okay. Uh, fellas, weeks ago, Shakari Richardson made claims about being in an abusive relationship with a female Jamaican accent, uh, athlete, I'm sorry. She said, I was abused, <laughs> stolen from, yet protecting her from the judgment of her country and family while they dragged me. I had to deal with homophobic and homophobia and so much more, which I'm still healing from. Now, we don't have the video, but during an interview, Richardson's ex-girlfriend, Janique Brown, admitted that she was abusive to Shikari, but said it happened once. And she encouraged Shikari to press charges against her. Brown claims that it was a toxic relationship and they fought a lot. She also said Shikari is only interested in getting clouds. What are your thoughts on the story and this update? Al, what do you think? You know, this is very interesting. Um, number one, this young lady has been through a number of challenges in the last year, last two years. You remember she lost her mom. She got kicked out of the biggest game, the Olympics of her life. And now we're, we're learning that during all of this, she was actually being abused by a by her her partner or you know whoever it was that she was dating now although i know some intimate details surrounding the talent and i know people have a lot to say about her her personality about her attitude i think we have to remember she's still relatively a very young woman and she needs the space to grow and she needs the space to make mistakes and i really feel like that Shikari's going to come out on the other side of this a bigger and better athlete for all of this that she's going through right now i wish her the best i find it funny that this unknown well this jamaican runner i don't know her i'm not familiar with her i follow track but i'm not familiar with her specifically that would say uh, a woman who was poised to be in the finals of the Olympics and who made a big splash on the scene is doing this for clout. When this person is telling the story for clout, perhaps. Trevor, what do you think about this? Uh, I don't smell clout in this at all. I actually really like um, Shakari. I commend her for telling her story. A lot of times people find healing in speaking and speaking out loud. And if she finds that healing that she needs to move forward with her life by speaking out about this and naming the person who did this to her, then I wish her well. And I also wish the other person involved well, because I mean, apparently she took, um, she, she recognized her actions. She, yeah, asked, responsibility. So she said, you should file charges on me. She did say it was only one time, but one time is one time too many times, okay? Um, so I, I commend Shikari, and I just really hope that there's healing on both ends of this story. I'm West Indian. My dad's Guyanese. My mother's from St. Lucia. I grew up on St. Croix in the U.S. Virgin Islands. 
I know how difficult it is for young men and women growing up in this in these communities to be themselves. So I commend her and I can actually relate to a lot of the stuff she talks about, the backlash, the homophobia that she experienced in her hometown of Jamaica. And um, I just wish her well. I, I guess the timing to me, Shakari's been going through so much. Like it's been negative story after negative story after negative story about this girl, this woman. And I feel like, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of people are writing her off and I really am rooting for her. I really, really am rooting for her. Like to me, she's such an underdog and dealing with all this stuff. And now we're finding out on top of losing her mom, on top of all the, the drama, being stripped of her, you know, her opportunity to go to the Olympics. She was in an abusive relationship, you know? Ah. I think she's going to get past this. I really think she's going to get past this. She's going to evolve. Uh, she has a story to tell. She's inspiring to young Black women, especially. And um, I see a bright future for her. And I feel like a lot of times in this world, publicly in PR and media, us human beings, we think we can write people off, but like God's the only one that can write somebody off. And he ain't written her off yet. Ashley uh, Basie in the comments said, lesbian relationships top the list for the most abusive relationship. Toxic femininity is very real. And then Trina Gilmore says, funny how all this comes out around the Prefontaine classic. And uh, yeah, uh, our dog says, I agree with this. I don't think she's making stuff up. At the same time, we live in such a polarized world. Um, uh, you know what? With uh, seeing how I'm in the chat, in the comments, let me read some of the comments. I asked the chat to tell me what they thought about you, Trevor. Trevor, are you ready for what they have to say? I ready. <laughs> okay. Uh, I treasure underscore you forever says Trevor is amazing. Linda says handsome, doing a great job. Zania says Trevor has some excellent commentary. HR says I like Trevor. He's prepared and I'm here for it. Uh, Names 308 says give her a chance to grow. Oh, that's about Shakari. Um, and and Isaiah A says Jamaica is very homophobic. The protest outside the U.S. Embassy for flying the pride flag on the island spoke volumes. So uh, lots to say about that and lots of love for you in the chat, Trevor. So I, I love you back, soulmates. I'm excited. Uh -huh. Okay, speaking of love, Nick Cannon said he's not ready or he's not built for marriage. Nick shared that his marriage to Mariah was one of the greatest experiences of his life. And since he could not make that marriage work, he doesn't think that it makes him, you know, sense for him to try it again. But Nick said he is not closing the door to marriage. Instead, he said, I'd have to be presented with something that I've never seen before. Now, do you think Nick will ever find a woman who will make him want to settle down for good? Al, what you think? <laughs> never say never. You know, I, I don't, there's a lot that I don't agree with him, but I do agree, you know, marriage isn't for everyone. And I don't think there's anything wrong with him sharing that perspective. However, I don't think it gives him the right to go lay with all these different women's unprotected and have all these babies, you know? And if we take a deeper dive into this, imagine if this was a female or a woman celebrity that had eight different babies by four or five different men. I mean, how or what would we be still talking about her? Would she still be in the industry or would she be shamed out of it? <laughs> you already know. You can't even be seen with two celebrity men that they know of in your lifetime. And then you're, you're, you're a whore, you're just all kinds of names. Never mind having babies by all these people. Trevor, what you think? I want the best for Nick. I really like Nick Cannon a lot. Um, and listen, you might disagree with me, Al, but they're all adults here. Apparently, they're getting along very well with each other. You know, we ain't seen or heard of no fights, no Twitter beefs or battles about this man. 
Um, and they seem to be handling this matter as adults. I wish they would handle it a lot more privately because, you know, we don't, but he is a public figure. Some of these women that he's fathered kids with are public figures. One, a former Miss USA and, and pageant um, uh, mom who I have met, who's an amazing woman. And, you know, um, as long as they all remain adults through this situation, and it seems like he's doing a good job at keeping everybody together, and um, listen, this is unheard of, you know, um, what he's done and how many children he's fathered, but it is what it is. And I respect them for being honest and open about their lives. Uh, we have a comment. And I think we should talk about this. Uh, NYNY says, that's a slap in the face to all the women that gave him babies. Yeah, I, I think I'd feel a way if I was one of the women that thought that, you know, our relationship was special and, you know. Mm. And I didn't even like, think well, about that. Yeah, I never really, I'd have to be presented with something so amazing. And you're like, hold up, I wasn't amazing, but you tell me I was amazing before. You know what I mean? Like, that would be- That's a good good. one, Claudia. That was a a good perspective. I think we could all agree on this. It takes a special kind of woman to be with a Nick Cannon, okay? If you ain't got it, it's not for you. And it's not for everybody. And apparently it seems to be a happy affair. So I'm down for it. Let me ask you to this. If you had a sister, I'm not sure if both of you have sisters, would you be okay with your sister being in a relationship with Nick Cannon and having, being baby mama number seven, eight, nine? How would y'all, what would you tell your sister about dating Nick Cannon? I would tie her up and bring her home with me <laughs> to my basement and feed her twice, three times a day. She ain't leaving. <laughs> and I'm calling mama. Oh, that's funny. Al? I don't know. Um, mm-mm, mm-mm. I mean, no, there's so not a lot of time. It's easy to be like, okay, with this kind of stuff when it's not in your vicinity, it's not in your world, but when you personalize it, make it about what well, would be okay. If one of your sisters or your, you know what I mean? It, it becomes different. Yeah, it really, I want to see what you thought about it, what y'all felt and about it. Also, Claudia, you know, the interesting thing here is I think we're giving him a pass because he's rich. Yep. Okay. I think we're being kind in our commentary because he's rich. If this was a guy that worked at Walmart, we would not be given these niceties. And and it doesn't have anything to do with money. It has to do with being in that child's life on a day-to-day basis, a father figure in that child's life on a day-to-day basis, helping to nurture and teach that baby girl or that baby boy how to be a grown young man or a grown young woman. And you cannot do that effectively or at the best you can, having eight spread out all over the place we have a comment that i want to read uh let's see where it goes hold on oh it was kind of rough where'd it go i'm sorry it was like uh no one you knew what you were signing up for no one told you to go raw dog with them i'm like (laughs) oh Oh, king king of makeup well nobody told you to f them raw man bye felicia We got ah. some tough, we got some tough soul base, Trevor. <laughs> I feel like men sometimes be a little bit jealous or they just be like, they be coming for these women. Like they just, you knew what you was getting yourself into. You know, pillow talk is a MF. I'm just say that. Who knows? All right, y'all. Great conversation. Taking a quick commercial break. We'll be back with more TGIF after this. Welcome back to TGIF. Now, if you're just tuning in, uh, we have Trevor Julian sitting in for Funky Dineva as Funky has the night off tonight. So uh, please, soulmates, welcome him to the show and be kind in the chats. He's getting a lot of love and he's a good friend of both Al and myself from the Caribbean, representing the Caribbean. All right, uh, getting into the next story. Uh, in an episode of the Kardashians, Kim Kardashian apologized for the way Kanye treated her family. 
Kim said, I do recognize the impact that my relationship has had on the family. And I've never had the opportunity to just say, I'm sorry, guys. Kardashian says to her family in the episode now, um, I protected that for so long, but I said, I will never let that happen to you guys again. Uh, Trevor, what do you think about this? She apologized to her family about the way Kanye treated them. Um, I think that's admirable. You know, when you're in a relationship with someone and things don't go, don't work out, or it's a public relationship, a lot of times the effects emotionally ricochets to other members of your family, close friends, siblings. So I could understand exactly, you know, how all of this public drama has spilled over into her family, her relationships with her siblings. Um, so that's admirable as well. But I, I also feel something like this could be done in private. Apologize to Courtney in the bathroom of your home. You know, apologize to mom in a letter. Like everything is just so in your face. And I understand that they're reality stars. But these days, nothing. There is no mystique anymore about anyone but for Beyonce. This is true. She's been amazing at it. Al, what do you think about this? Well... I need to know what he did because, you know, I'm not, I'm going to be quiet. I, well, uh -huh. I, I need to know what he did because as far as I'm concerned, he elevated Miss Kim Kardashian. Um, she was exiled on many fronts, including the fashion fronts. And he, he got her accepted into many rooms that she herself and her reality family couldn't get in at first. Now we know that, that Kanye is a little, um, touched or not touched you just passionate let's just call it passionate but don't do this don't don't start slinging the mud sweetheart because keep it keep it cute keep it cute <laughs> that's all i gotta say right here because i don't even like how that she's even placing this narrative out there and the last thing that i know those kardashians want is for kanye to come back with the heat and talk about that family in any way in a very a, a transparent and open way. I feel you, but I also feel like there was a long time that Kanye was doing some stuff that took to Kim. And I know people are going to say, you capping for the Kardashians. No, not really. I don't have no personal stake with that family. I really don't. Um, but remember when he was talking about whether or not they were going to have an abortion, they were going to abort North and all that personal stuff, which shouldn't, North is on social media. And I, I remember when he was doing all that, Kim pretty much played it pretty cool. And I was like, you better than me. Cause I'd have been dropping all kinds of stuff. And as I don't know if I could have been that reserved, you know what I mean? So I think they probably have a lot of stuff on each other. Wait a minute. They definitely do. You Wait, wait, wait. wait. Did you just use an example of, North having access to the internet of something that Kim Kanye said, are we going to forget about the sex tape that's on the internet that North can access of her mama getting high and, and, and no, no, frolicking no. with Ray J? I, 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 get that. I, I get that, but that's not about, Oh, I was about to abort you. That's a different kind of situation. Uh, how, if you found out mm. your mother, your dad put it out there that your mother was, you know, there's a, I wanted an abortion about you. I mean, listen, we know Kim got the sex tape. We know that's not cool. We know it's not classy. We know all about that. But Kanye still decided to marry this woman in spite of that. Once right. you get look, look, they're a public family and they live their lives in the public. Five, seven, ten years from now, one of those kids is going to find out that their mama was swallowing semen four days a week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's all out there. And I sometimes feel for the kids because 
you know, um, they go to school, they have friends, and they have to, again, a reason you should apologize to your family, because when you go to school now and you get teased, people telling you you're a test two baby, or you were swallowed, that's how you got here. You know, it's not fair mm. to the kids. And I just wish that some things were just left unsaid. What I just feel like comment? I just feel like I may have mis misunderstood the the comment because when I heard the comment, it just seems to me that the Kardashians we understand that they are a brand, right? So they have to protect their brand, and their brand can't ever have a a a, a, a blemish on it. And I just feel like Kanye probably did, you know, have some interesting moments in the media. Um, being associated with her and have they've done he's done some very interesting and 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 some people could say weird things and they're trying to clean it up they're trying to clean it up she decided to marry that man she wanted to be with the the first um entertainment uh billionaire she chose that life you you know what i'm saying don't don't then now that it's over say oh family i'm sorry for for making you go through all of this with me with kanye like as if it was all bad. That just doesn't sit right with me. And that's assuming that he did something bad. Right. You know, that's by putting it out there. I'm sorry. Once Kanye wrapped his arms around Donald Trump and basically- It was a wrap. Daddy, I'm <laughs> Kanye, I'm sorry. And I just feel like he did a lot of abusive stuff that Kim kept her mouth shut about. Not saying that that family's a saint because we all know they're not. We have critiqued them many times, especially on Queens, but- um, I don't know how she dealt with them for as long as she did. I'm going to just leave it at that. All right, y'all. A man with 30 children, 30 Jesus. children, right? Went oh. off of, uh, after social media users called him out for being irresponsible for having that many kids. Take a look. You get on Facebook and talk about this man with all these kids and his weak ass. No, bitch, ain't nothing weak. I just don't pull out. Ask them. I go farther up in the. I don't pull out. Between the drinking of the semen and this guy not putting out. First of all, people like him get 30 women to say yes. Did, can we hear how he said that again? Can we hear that clip again? Please. I just want to hear him talk again. Please play the clip. When you get on Facebook and talk about this man with all his kids and his weak ass. No, bitch, ain't nothing weak. I just don't pull out. Ask them. I go farther up in the. I don't pull out. Hmm. Are we gonna make it as people? <laughs> Jesus, you know what, let's find. I do have something positive to say, though, Claudia. Oh, I really do. I really do. I really do. This is very interesting. When I looked at okay. that picture, <laughs> those kids were beautiful. They He's were. got some pretty kids. Look at them. They all clean. The girls' hair is done. The the boys' hair is cut. You know, that's a that's a clean looking family right there. That's a positive right there. And it appears that, you know, obviously, you know, he's getting along with the baby mamas because they all coordinated this photo shoot. So that's a positive. <laughs> it also appears that, you know, he's taking care of them because none of them look like they're lacking anything. So, you know, I'm just trying to find a positive in this. So even though he has 33 kids because nine didn't show, mm -hmm. um, 25 are pictured. And it's alleged that I'm sorry, it's alleged that he has 33 kids. Um, and we know that there are multiple, you know, at least a half a dozen or if not a dozen different mothers. So I don't know. That's the positive that I could find. How do you, you think 33 kids? 
It ain't right. How do you feed the three kids, Trevor? Um, with lots of family support and probably some stamps. <laughs> um, you know, he, he did. He did thank his mom um, and another family member for being able to make this happen for him. But all can't be well in paradise. Allegedly, he has 33, 24, I think, were pictured. Nine were missing. Where those nine baby mamas at? Where the rest of them at? And why couldn't they make it? Not my business to judge. But also, you know, um, all of those kids look like they're literally six months apart. They do. They and do. this guy is 33 years old. So he just been humping and grinding from seven grades straight up through like every six months. It's a new addition to the family. Hey, if you know that's what floats his boat, they are gorgeous kids, like Al said. But you know what? This should not be a public service announcement. And this is not something to brag about. And here we are, you know, about to bury Nick Cannon for mm -hmm. his age or whatever number it is he has. Like, this right here is complete mess. All right, guys. Fun times. Before we go, I want to play a game of Scandal or Fiction. We have a quick two minutes to play this game. I'll call out some of the uh, most popular scandals in pop culture. And I want you to tell me if it was a scandal, meaning that it happened, or is it fiction, meaning that it never happened? Y'all ready? Yes. First up, uh, months ago, YouTuber Tasha K won her defamation lawsuit against Cardi B. Was that a scandal or Fiction. 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 That's right. She lost. All right. Pete Davidson allegedly tattooed the initials of Kim Kardashian and Kanye's kids on his neck. Is that a scandal or fiction? Scandal. Scandal. Yep. It really happened. And uh, people were mad about it. Okay. It's been reported that Chris Rock is scheduled to appear in an upcoming episode of Red Table Talk to discuss the incident that took place between him and Will Smith at the Oscars. Scandal or fiction? Fiction. Fiction. He, uh, imagine if he did. That table All right. Earlier this year, Whoopi Goldberg was suspended from the talk after making sensitive and sensitive comments about the Holocaust scan uh, scandal or fiction. Fiction. Because she's not on the talk. She's yeah. on The View. It was The View. That's right. That's right. But that was a scandal, y'all. They better be safe. <laughs> All right. Mike Tyson was spotted throwing punches at a fellow passenger on a commercial flight after the passenger allegedly threw a water ball at him. Scandal. That's fiction because it wasn't a water bottle to my no, knowledge. No, it was a water bottle. Scandal, allegedly. A oh, water bottle. I thought you said water bottle. My bad. <laughs> yeah, he right, Patrice, Colors, Patrice Colors claimed that Candace Owens harassed her after she went to Colors Los Angeles home with the camera crew and demanded that Colors come outside. Scandal or fiction? Ooh, scandal. Well, I'll show up to your door. <laughs> <laughs> Man, okay. Well, thank you very much. That was fun playing the game. Uh, this is the end of our show. Trevor, how do you feel? I feel amazing. I had a great time. So much fun, y'all. Soulmates, I love y'all. Thank you for having where can me. People, where can people find you on social media if they want to hit you up, book you? You or can just hit me up on uh, my social media on Twitter and Instagram is at Mr. Trevor Julian. It's locked up. I want to welcome you. So knock and I'll open. Okay. Uh, I treasure forever says, thank you, Trevor. You are awesome. So you got some love there. Um, <laughs> Al, I, I understand you two are going to be connecting pretty soon in, in LA to turn woo, up. Woo, woo, yes. Woo. We're going out next week. I'm excited week. about that. That's right. All right. I want to thank my co-host Al Reynolds and our guest co-host Trevor Julian for joining me tonight. Please. Thank you. And thank you for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for the house that's coming up and uh, we will see you all next week. And we're going to find out how drunk Funky got in the <laughs> Oh, there's a story. And you know he's going to get an IV drip.
We'll see y'all next time. Have a great week, y'all. Bye. Have a good night, soulmates. Bye. Bye.